Hello, welcome to the DC Everest Mega Powers podcast, and today we're joined with Samuel, Limery, Lindsay, and Caitlin, and we will have one more person named Drew joining us in a little bit. Today's podcast topic is going to be about do grades really matter? Um, the first question I want to start off with is why do people strive for good grades? Why do you guys strive for good grades? Well, I personally strive for good grades because my parents have always, uh, like, pushed their importance on me. Like, the better your grades are, uh, the more, well, respect you earn, and the better I do in school, uh, the more freedoms I'm typically given at home. And then my grandma, whenever I was little and I got a good report card, like, for every A, she'd go to uh, the gas station, she'd buy me a different piece of candy, so it's always an influence. I like the sense of accomplishment it gives me, I guess. I just, I feel like if I don't get the good grades, like, I will disappoint someone, so it's more for, like, to, like, make myself and, like, make myself feel, I can't think of the word that I want to find, but accomplished, accomplished, yeah. <laughs> I guess, like, Lindsay, yeah. It, like, creates a uh, good work ethic, yeah. So it's not the grades so much, maybe, is what you do to get there. Yeah, what you do yeah, to get there, because you have to do multiple things, you have to study, you have to try hard, which creates repetition. Do you think the grades that we earn actually matter in our future or everyday life? Yes. Why? Because like to get into a good college you need a good score, you need a good GPA to get a good job. You know, you have to climb up the ladder to be successful. What if you're not planning on going to college? And I guess well you still have to have good grades to get a you know, they still look back at high school for almost every job that would be that's not minimum wage, they'll most likely look back on high school grades and scores and how, what kind of person you were. I always looked at it like when I was growing up, I've never strived for A's or B's. Um, I kind of just like would always just do what I know I could, like what I had the time to do. I just. I don't know why I never really needed that sense of accomplishment. I just wanted to just get the stuff done and get out of school. I felt the opposite. I felt like I always had to try super hard for good grades. Like no matter what else was going on, I always feel like I had to put that first. Was your experience similar to Lynn Marie's <coughs> with parents kind of instilling it in you early? No, not really. Because no. I have a sibling who is like the complete opposite, <laughs> oh. <laughs> practically almost didn't graduate. So, and my parents were never really like big on it. It was more just me being hard on myself about it. I feel like for me, when I was in like elementary school, middle school, all that kind of stuff, like I'm sure I'm not the only one. I've heard of many other situations like this, but I, it was so easy to get like fours and A's on everything. And then I actually Definitely. had to start working and I was not used to that. And like, my junior year grades, like, you can obviously tell that, like, I thought I was ready to do way harder level classes, and I obviously was not. And that's where, like, everything started to crash, and that's when I realized that, like, you actually have to try to put in the effort. But just going from such a big jump to nothing was struggle. Yeah, I feel that uh, in grade school, it really wasn't that difficult for me. So, but then my mom pretty much forced me to take AP government, and I was faced with the choice of either uh, failing, like giving up and losing, or 
working harder and figuring it out, and I refused to let Mr. Thompson beat me. So that turned, <laughs> that was literally what it came down to. It was like he said I was going to cry and fail, and I'm like, not going to happen. So that turned it completely around for me. Personal challenge, I guess. Do you guys think good grades are worth the stress of trying? Um, personally, like, I think not. Like, I think, like, if you're going to be, like, if you're going for, like, a master's or, like, if you're going to, like, a big university like Madison, then, like, something like grades really do matter. But, like, I think if you're just going to, like, UWSP or, like, the tech, I would say, like, a B or C average is fine. Like, that's why I never really strived for big grades because I knew I never wanted to go to a big university. Are you going to university next year or no? Mm, I'm going to the tech. To the tech, that's right. Who all here is planning on going to college at some point? Maybe not next year, but at some point. There's I got like six years. So everybody. Everyone, yeah, everyone here is planning on going to college. So. Are you afraid, uh, Isaiah, then, you know, if you shoot for the BC like I'm good, are you afraid that at some point you're going to, you know, kind of hit the wall, so to speak? Like, oh mm-hmm. my goodness, now I'm going to have to work harder than I've done before. Are you concerned that you might not be fully prepared mentally or skill I mean, like, right now I don't really worry about it. But, like, next year, like, I think that, like, I do have to, like, try a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm going to have to, like, strive for, like, that A or that B mm-hmm. just so I can actually pass and not lose a ton of money. <laughs> I guess I just was thinking about what Sam said a minute ago about you know, grades being about developing a habit or, or you know, a certain, a certain skill set that's not necessarily associated with the knowledge um, and I think sometimes students are surprised, you know, when they go off to university or, I don't know so much NTC, but surprised with how much work it takes. I also think, like, the grade also, like, depends on, like, what it is, because, like, some people just don't do good with tests, and they can plunk it, but they can get a project and have, like, one of the best projects he's ever seen in a week. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just totally based upon the person and mm-hmm. how they attack it and how they recover from it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Do you think grades matter, Drew? <laughs> oh, yeah. Drew, Drew has joined us later in this podcast. Um, I know that my personal greatest fear is that I'm capable of so much more than I admit to myself. And, like, like I can... Grades are kind of like a self-accomplishment. Like, you can, you can strive for something and complete it. And, like, it's... To me, it's like more of like a measure of what you can prove to yourself that you're that you can do, um, and it's a it's it's a way. It's not the only way, but it is it's a way to show yourself how like great you are at doing different things and mm-hmm. finding what you want to do and doing it. Um, but there are other ways too, and so grades are to me like grades are important if it's if it's like for school and like it's something that you're setting your mind towards and like that's the one thing in your life that you're working towards then it is important because it's a measure of your own success and what you're trying to do but if grades aren't let's say you do something else like let's say you spend time like in a club or something or a sport or um, with your friends or something else if you spend your time somewhere else then there's different measures and grades aren't as important because that's not what you're trying to focus your life around so you're saying to do the best in what you're focusing on. Mm-hmm. So like, if you're in like a club and a sport and you have school, to focus on which one is more important, then make sure you get enough work done for the others that you can stay in the one that's most important. 
figure out what's the most important to you, and that's what you need to try to succeed in the most. So, what is most important to you? What's most important to me is other people, and working with other people, and helping other people. Um, volunteering is, like, a big thing for me, and so that, a lot of times, takes precedent over, like, schoolwork and stuff, because it matters a lot more to me than my grade on, like, a calculus test. I feel like since we're talking about grades, I feel like we should discuss pros and cons about standard-based. Oh my <laughs> I was like, th there is good things about it. Like now, like it's easier to get a higher grade on it, but it's also easier to get a lower grade on it. Cause like, I don't even know. Like when what was it, our sophomore year, we didn't have standards-based, or was it freshman year? Sophomore year, right? Sophomore. I can't remember. Well, I think the teachers started using it. Cause like, cause like I remember like in junior high like we didn't have that so like we would just have to turn in something and we could get a A or a B or right. it was like dependent on like how much you wrote down pretty much and like if you just like got all the basic topics crossed off but like now with like standard based they have all these different standards and you can write a whole paper but it only goes to one standard and that mm -hmm. standard is only like 5% of your grade, and then you're like, why did I just write this whole essay? Right. <laughs> I, I really struggle with the standard-based thing. Just hopping. Because, just because of the fact that like, in like the beginning of like my classes, like I'll use phys physics as an example. Um, in like the first month after like a new semester, I like don't care because I'm like, it's gonna be worth 2%, like if that. But then by the time that like the middle or the end hits, it's just like, I know how much it's gonna be on my grade, so then that's when I start trying. But towards the beginning of like the semester or the year, it's like, it's worth I'm, gonna be 2%. Yeah, I hate that about standards grades for like the last like three tests of the semester, the highest grade. And then they're grade, the hardest tests. the hardest tests that you can take. Yeah, I don't like the 60% decaying average thing because I get that it's supposed to like, you're supposed to like have learned how to study now. You're supposed to like understand how you how to do well. So I get that part of it, but also I feel like you know sometimes you just don't get a certain topic. You just don't get a certain unit, and that can just completely destroy your grade if that's like the last test that goes in for a semester. And I just I don't like that. Yeah. I don't could like you? Oh sorry. Oh, could you explain to the people who might not know what standard based means? Standard based grading is each each department within a school so there's like the history the science the math they their state or if their state has implemented that has set standards that each student must show that they have a knowledge of so i don't know that what's are some examples of uh well <clears throat> in the english department um we adapted a few years ago we adapted the common course to eight standards and those are actually being redone right now too. That'll be slightly different in the next year or two. But so they had twelve different standards theoretically for um, reading, writing, speaking, and listening. And then our job as a PLC was to try to figure out maybe how to say how to encapsulate as many of those standards as possible into maybe like three or four or five, right? So we picked, you know. Basically, you still end up with sort of broad statements about major things you want people to be able to do when they leave your class, like analyze, you know, a, a passage or something, say, or, um, you know, be able to synthesize information from multiple sources and turn it into new knowledge. Um, and in history, uh, it was really a little more um, 
little less skill dependent and a little more content dependent. So for example, teaching a 20th century America class, you know, one of the things we wanted kids to be able to do was have a certain level of historical knowledge. Literally just, just know stuff, you know. That was one of the standards. And then there's some other things too. You know, a little less of that in an English class, of course, because, well, I mean, I guess you could know your grammar and stuff, but we just incorporated that right into the writing process. Can I answer your question? Yes. Okay. And then with what Lindsay said with the 60% decay, basically the first grade you get, it gets less and less important the more grades you put on top of it, which personally doesn't make any sense to me because it's saying that one grade is more important than the other, so what's the point of even doing it in the first place? I don't know. Well, and theoretically, you know, whatever skill you practice first should continue to build throughout the, the quarter or semester. That's the theory, right, is that it'll continue to build, and so by the time you get to the end of the semester, say, you will have mastered that skill or that content, that knowledge to a level that you didn't have at the beginning. So the reason you do it, do it at the beginning <clears throat> is a part of that introduction, that practice, and so on and so forth. You know, for the same reason, like if you uh, are on the varsity basketball team, you're gonna do dribbling skills on day one, you know, and you're gonna do them on day two and three and four and five and six and, you know, all of them. It's not that you can't do it, it's that you have to practice it, otherwise you never get any better. It makes a lot more sense now that you say it like that. Yeah. Someone was like, why do they have us do, do this crap that we already know? <laughs> and then they grade it later. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense. The educational theory behind like standards-based grading is like really sound. Like The goal is like you want kids to build on different things instead of just doing tests all the time. But in practice, it creates a system where different grades matter more than others, especially like a grade that has multiple standards. And so then you have students evaluating, okay, which grade? If I do this certain assignment, it's going to have more of an impact than this assignment. And so they can, they can make that choice to not do a certain thing because it doesn't have as much impact. Um, and the second problem in practice is standards-based grading fits a skill-based learning setup. But like, there are certain classes that are a lot more content-based and that are a lot that are separate topics that don't, aren't necessarily building on the same skills the entire year. And math is a great example of it. And so like, it doesn't work well with math because. And typically in math classes, the standard is, let's say, trigonometry, but you only do trigonometry for like a little bit, and then you're done, and then you can't change the grade at all, no matter what you do. And then students are like stressed out because maybe they didn't get it at that time, but now they get it in the future. So Drew, you, uh, you raised some really good points, I think, and I'm not necessarily going to defend standards-based grading. Those are, those are two things that, that we as uh, teachers have been discussing for a long time. Um, in particular, we asked, when we started to move to standards-based grading, one of the major questions we asked was, should our standards more reflect content or more reflect skills? Um, and we never got an answer really from this district. Um, and I think that's largely because a lot of us are still trying to figure this out, you know? That there's a lot of good theory behind it, like you said, but putting it into practice has been a little bit more difficult. And if you're in an AP bio class, or an AP, you know, let's just take A-Push for example. We've got, you're very content heavy. Yes. Now that doesn't mean you're not doing skills, but you are super content heavy and your focus is a test at the end of the year, right? That's literally the whole point of that class. Right. Now, myself, I'd say if the test is the point of a class, that's a stupid class. But that's, you know, my kind of approach to the way I do education, too. You know, if the test is ever, like, the goal, then I think that 
because there should always be something bigger and anything more important than some letter or number that you get on a test. With like the standard based grading, like I understand like why it's important and like with like you two like saying that kind of stuff, like it makes sense. But for like someone who tries to find the easy way out of everything, mm -hmm. I had a grade that was not so good last year, and there was a project that was 60% to every standard, and I aced that project, and I went up an entire letter grade because of it. So, like, well done. I, yeah, nice you. job. Uh, <laughs> I, can I swear? I, like, bullshitted, like, my entire way, like, through that class, mm -hmm. but somehow managed to get out of there with a, like, decent score. So, awesome. like, it makes sense what you guys are saying, but at the same time, for people who just, wait till the end and then do that it stresses you out but it doesn't that, and that's an issue with like the decaying average system too which is right. kind of separate from standards based grading but like they kind of came as a package yeah they did the way we were implementing it so far yeah like even like earlier like when we was talking about like the trigonometry like when i had ccrm last year we were doing like logarithms and stuff and i had a like a bc in the class and it was the last test of the quarter and i totally flunked it and it was the last test of the quarter, and I failed it. So because of that, it was the highest percent. So I went from a BC straight to an F, and because of, because of all that, I lost mm -hmm. my release. So I couldn't leave at the end of the day, mm -hmm. and like I just lost a ton of privileges at right, or just because of one test. That was when we had all the snow days. Oh, <laughs> that complicated things a whole different way. <laughs> but one thing I'll say about the second point Drew brought up, and that I that I hear coming out here is like when. You know, having a choice of what they do or kids find the easy way as Caitlin mentioned I don't disagree that's definitely a criticism but I don't think but I think that was a criticism to grading in the first place you know a lot of kids will just not do certain things like you can't tell me 10 years ago everybody did their math homework you know what I'm saying I still don't do my exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so I don't know how much of that is on standards based grading how much of that is on you know, the fact that we've got a game here where we're going to continue to look for the easiest way to get what we need or what we want. Uh, I think that's just a general criticism. Uh, do you guys think that like different classes should have like different grading systems? Like some should be standard and standards based and some should be like how it used to be? I just think that AP classes should be weighted in GPA. Oh, and what that's, that? like, that's I, I'm cool with, like, the standard base, but, like, when it comes to, like, your GPA, you can be in, like, the hardest classes possible, mm -hmm. but you can also be in, like, the easiest classes possible, but someone who's in the harder classes is going to have to work harder than someone who's in the easy classes, but your GPA doesn't show that at what, all. What, don't we have something for that? Like We've got the cum laude uh, system. Yeah, the laude system. The laude system. Um, yeah, we've got a laude system. So what, what is exactly the laude system? Yeah, what does that do? The lottery system gives credit for harder level classes like AP classes and DE and some like classes that have like a two or three or four on them and it gives more weight to those and you get basically like points for those classes and taking those classes and getting good grades. But the problem is that this this kind of deals with like how like we're like ranked and stuff and class rank and all that. But Laude is like way down the pecking order. So your GPA is on top, and then it goes to ACT, and then Laude. I'm pretty sure. Uh -huh. yeah, ACT is so a problem. For your ranking, you mean? For your class rank, and okay, for class rank. which so does affect like scholarships a lot. And for instance, I have a friend, and we have the exact same GPA and ACT score, but they have like two more Laude points than me, so they're ranked one place higher than me. If that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, they're clearly a better person than you are. 
Yeah, yeah, I know where you're at. What did you get here with Lotte? Didn't you get like Renaissance and stuff like that? Lotte gives you pretty much nothing except you can say which Lotte you graduated with on a college grant. And you get a tassel. Right? And they make you pay you for your tassel. Yeah. <laughs> so you get to pay for your tassel. Yeah. And it does it does kind of create because let's say you have people who take like AP classes. Mm-hmm. And this, this has happened that this happened like five years ago where someone took like five AP classes every year, like a lot of AP mm-hmm. classes, um, to the point where they were like missing half their lunches. And then this person graduated second because they had taken AP classes. The first person had gotten a four and had only taken like three AP classes mm-hmm. their entire high school mm-hmm. experience. And so that person got to get the valedictorian stuff and mm-hmm. this other person didn't. That's kind of upsetting, actually. And that's happened a lot. That yeah. happened my year when I graduated, too. The kid that was the valedictorian, I think he took one AP class, you know. And, and, and I know the girl that was the salutatorian who was a friend of mine, you know, she took a bunch of them. And she went pre-med to Cornell University, which is Ivy League. And, you know, I mean, but she was able to get what she needed to as well, you know. Um, I mean, to go to Cornell, that's pretty damn good. I don't know, it's interesting because the more we have the conversation, the more I hear the unspoken answer about whether or not grading is the matter. And the unspoken answer is absolutely. I mean, we're upset about a law day system. We're upset about not weighted grades. We're upset about, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. we care, it sounds like, about our grades. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> puts it out there. Mm-hmm. We care so much that we want it to actually like work in the way that we want it to work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like another big part about that is like when you get a bad grade, it's like very discouraging. Okay. So like you don't want to do like anything after you get that. After you're just like, oh, and then like you just get stuck in your head. You're like, well, maybe I should retake it. So you're doing all your homework to get caught up, and then you're studying, and then you go and do the test again, and you get like five more points, but you still got a C. So you're like, thank God. <laughs> Or then you're stuck in those classes where you can't do a retake. Yeah, I hate those. Mm-hmm. You, you mess up on one test, it screws everything up, and you can't fix it. How can you not do a retake? Yeah, for it, some honors in like AP classes, yeah, they can't. don't let you do retakes at all. Especially in math. Yeah, mm-hmm. so like AB Calc, I got like a C slash LP, so like a C minus. I can't retake it. Screwed up my entire grade. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense to me why they do that in the harder classes. Yeah. Well, and having been in education now before standards-based grading and now, I, I don't remember a time I didn't offer retakes or wouldn't let a kid retake something, right? Because, I mean, to me, if you don't know it at this specific time that I told you I want you to know it by, but you do know it a week later, like, I have to represent that somehow, shouldn't I? I mean, the grade as a communication tool should represent your level of knowledge. I like the idea of, like, retakes, like, making the, like, student do like packets and show that they were trying right, to yeah. fix what they messed up like the first that. time like just retaking anybody can just retake but right, like right. showing that like you're putting in the extra effort to relearn this stuff just shows that you should uh-huh. be able to retake yeah right. i don't know if i really got any more do any of you guys have a, any questions or anything not really the answer was mine you answered yours we oh uh-huh. It's a genius. She answers her stuff herself. <laughs> so grades matter, huh? Yeah, yes. apparently they do. Yep. What? I got one question. What do grades not represent about you? Who you are, personality. Yeah. What you've Extra been going through. And like, say like someone can try to do something really hard. Like someone can be like trying to get a job. Someone can be trying to get into college. So 
that you're not always going to be striving for those good grades. That's what I did when I was in junior high in my early years. I was trying to get a better job so I could get more money for when I go to college. That's what I was worried about more than grades. So, yeah, it's like the grades don't represent who you are and, like, what you're going for. Or what you're going through at that time. I mean, to a certain extent, like, they do a little bit because you can always impact like the things that are, like are in front of you even if like life is hard which is like completely understandable but like you can still everyone is within full capability to like affect their own lives and like change their own grades and make things the way they want it to be but people have different skill sets too um and they're not always like accounted for sometimes I wonder if just the school experience sometimes those skews are thinking about like self-worth or self-value. You know what I'm saying in terms of measuring um, your knowledge or skill in an academic setting. If we sometimes overemphasize that in our own minds when we're thinking about who we are, our own self-worth, our own value. I don't know. Maybe that's another topic. <coughs> Are you guys good? Well, thank you for listening to the Mega Powers podcast and stay tuned for our next episode. And I want to say thank you to Mr. Sale, Sam, Lemarie, Lindsay, Caitlin, and Drew. Have a good day.